What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is Monday, October 17th. Yes, the 17th. I questioned myself there for a second. All three fellas are with you. We're recording Monday, 5 p.m. right before Monday Night Football. Cameron and Tyler both with me tonight. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lucas Wenzel, CamLaw317 for Cameron Tyler underscore Plath. And make sure you're following the fellas socials as well. FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, fantasy football fellas on TikTok and YouTube. If you're watching the YouTube video right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications. We are dropping content every single day and sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to get all that content from us. And if you want to join a community full of league winners, last plug, join our chalkboard down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are watching right now. Ask us trade questions, waiver wire questions, start set questions, anything. You'll have your question answered by somebody and by us. Sometimes we poke our heads in there and we make sure we get questions answered too. So that is down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Hi, how are we doing, guys? <laughs> doing <laughs> Let me just pretty good. All that off quick. Well, you're better than me. I went the first two and a half minutes on the last Monday episode and tra- transitioned into, a, or on the Wednesday episode, and transitioned into a buy and sell and didn't let Ty talk for the first like three minutes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, Ty, you're here too. <laughs> you just have to uh, acknowledge you're here. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I'm doing good now that the Vikings are five and one. So feel, feeling five good after Vikes. that. School Vikes. I would be better if Cam actually responded to my trade, but I'm good otherwise. <laughs> That's how these things work around the, the podcast. There are th- dozens of trade offers sent every day, and until you respond, you're worthless. Uh, we have week six pretty much in the books here, fellas. We got one more game tonight, uh, but let's recap all of Sunday's action. We're going to skip over overreaction Monday. We know we normally bring that to you, but Frankly, this week, it wasn't necessarily a normal week. Maybe the one thing I would point out is that running back scoring was really down this week. Uh, I believe Antonio Gibson is a top 30 running back, and he scored 8.3 fantasy points. So that's that's the the the, the zone, not the zone, the, the lens you need to view this week from. But uh, let's cover some news and notes before we dive into the full recap of this week. Maybe news that broke today. Well, not maybe. This news did break today, but maybe where we should start. Robbie Henderson got ejected from yesterday's game by his own coach. <laughs> got sent to the locker room mid-game. And then the very next day, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals trade a 2024 sixth-round pick and a 2025 seventh-round pick. So chump change is what they got Robbie Anderson for. Not that Robbie Anderson is worth much more than like a fifth round pick probably, but like in light of Marquise Brown going down with injury, they got him for a pack of pop tarts, as I say, (laughs) fourth string linebacker and a backup kicker pretty much. Right. That's that's essentially what they just got Robbie Anderson for. And Robbie Anderson has a bit of juice left in him, I would say, but he is now an Arizona Cardinal, uh, immediate fantasy impact because, Marquise Brown did leave uh, yesterday's game with a foot injury. He's in a walking boot, and now he essentially is likely out for the season. So they get DeAndre Hopkins back this week. Is this more about DeAndre Hopkins or more about Robbie Anderson, this trade? Maybe not this trade, but Marquise Brown now being out with Robbie Anderson now on the team. Um, I don't know how much it actually changes for Hop. You know, he was always going to get his. I think it's good that they brought someone else in because otherwise, you know, the teams are just going to key in on D-Hop like that at the beginning of last year. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Robbie has to prove that he's got something left in the tank, you know, because if he's just another A.J. Green who goes out, you know, he goes out there and he'll give you a 10 some about. weeks and then two exactly. another week. So I don't know. I mean, Robbie's got a chance to be semi-fantasy relevant, but I don't think it affects D-Hop too much. I mean, Robbie's worth stashing on your roster. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you got to go at him on waivers. By the time you listen to this, waivers will not have run yet. And, and Ty, you put out uh, you put out a TikTok today on Monday, and the waiver uh, in our chalkboard will go up tomorrow. Make sure you join there for all of our waiver advice. Uh, he'll be on there as well. Like, you have to add he, – he is probably 
is he the top speculative ad this week? Arguably, yeah. I mean, I would I would say Wandale just because Wandale is going to. Get, I need. I mean, I, I, I like need to Wandale, snaps but. go up first, but well, it, it, they should. They they yeah. will, but th- that's that's not Robbie Anderson. We're not that's talking about Wandale. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no, but like to answer your question, Lucas, I think this. I think this is like more of a pro Rondale Moore thing, to be honest. That's what I like to hear. Because I I'm not expecting a whole lot from DeAndre Hopkins first couple weeks. Like it would be awesome if he, you know, because they play on Thursday. <laughs> it would be awesome if he just comes in and puts up a 30 piece first week back in kind of like an FU kind of like Roger Goodell kind of thing, right? Like it'd be sweet. I'm not expecting it. Uh, six weeks is a lot of time off. Robbie Anderson will be learning an offense. I think this is, I think Ronda Moore could really kind of step up and, you know, legitimately kind of put himself in as the wide receiver two in that offense. And if I'm not mistaken, Ronda Moore, second straight week of at least seven targets. If I'm not mistaken, he had 10 this week. Yeah. Dude is a target machine right now. Like, and, and now you subtract the, the wide receiver one in that offense. You bring the wide receiver one back. Like, I think Robbie Anderson is a nice little depth piece, but like, I I think Rondale Moore is the better wide receiver. Like, I don't think that's a bold statement to say. And if they're going to pepper Rondale Moore with targets, great. Let's just get depth for chump change since we lost the guy we traded a first round pick for. Yeah, they got to do something. You just lost 19 to 9 to the Seahawks. Your running backs are hurt and look awful. And D Hop's coming back off a suspension. You got. You feel like they should be getting Rondell Moore the ball a lot, just because he's that gadget player. So, you know, because they need to spark the offense somehow. Right. We've wandered off of Robbie Anderson, but I mean, th- this impacts all Cardinals wide receivers, right? Yes. Like we can't just limit it to Robbie Anderson. Um, so yeah, I think D Hop. I think he just steps back in. Where I think we should get what we're used to seeing from D Hop. I know he's coming off of uh, suspension here, so he might be a little bit more slow. But like, he's coming back in. He's taking over the wide receiver one role. I think Rondale Moore slides into that wide receiver two role. And if anything, you know, Robbie Anderson then slides in as a third wide receiver on the outside there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how they play it out. Uh, but sticking on the Panthers, they're apparently seriously listening to offers for CMC. I don't know who to believe anymore. I feel like we get these reports and then a day later, Tom Palazzaro or Schefter will come out or wrap report and they'll say, oh, actually, they haven't received any calls. Um, so I don't know who to believe. But for the sake of reckless speculation, where should CMC go? If a team were to make a serious offer and satisfy the needs of three first-round picks, I believe that's what the, well, multiple first-round picks, I believe, was. Is that what they really said? Sentiment. Yes. Yeah, they said multiple first-round picks. I believe that's what, did I, did I misread a report or misinterpret a report? I, I thought they said multiple firsts. I think it's multiple picks. I thought it was a first and then like a third or second. I mean, I mean, Carolina can ask for multiple firsts all they want, but I yeah, think they're I mean, get we're looking at like first, right? Given where running backs are now valued in drafts, yeah. So, anyways, should a team satisfy every single need of the Carolina Panthers, which I doubt anybody will, if there's one team who can slash will, who would it be? I don't know if they will or can, but who I want to see, not from a fantasy perspective, I would hate it being a CMC manager, but it's the Ravens. Do you imagine CMC and Lamar in the same backfield? I'd be terrified. <laughs> I'd be terrified. That would be a pretty legit backfield. Um, I don't. I don't think they will. And I, you know, and I think his receiving numbers start going down. But I think it'd be so much fun to watch as an NFL fan. Do we know how many years left Miles Sanders has on his contract in Philadelphia? Uh, this uh, is I think a contract a, year for him. Yep. I seriously, I think the Eagles could. They were going to be, be another pick. fun one. They're going to be my pick was the Philadelphia Eagles because my first pick was the Miami Dolphins, but then they Ooh. traded everything for Tyreek Hill. So That's they have true. nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wouldn't even be close to realistic. I think the you Eagles could. You don't think most certain Edmonds for CMC would do it? I might. I don't know. I, <laughs> I would. Salvan Ahmed, maybe Miles Gaskin. Who can even send Skylar Thompson over? Gritty King, Mike Gusecki in that deal. <laughs> no, I think Philly would be extremely fun for CMC and they have the capital to go make that move. They do. They have the capital to go make that move. They do. They have multiple firsts. They'd be the ones I'd love to see it from. 
I don't know if they'll make it work, but mm. they would be my top choice. Because yep. because not only does it give like NFL relevance to CMC still, not that he'll ever be irrelevant, but like fantasy gold mine, <laughs> fantasy gold mine, no question. So we'll see. We'll see if the Panthers do anything. I'm not entirely positive that they will, but no. Let's move on to Kenny Pickett knocked out of Sunday's game with a concussion. Mitchell Trubisky stepped in and looked not good. (laughs) Just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Cameron Brait head injury also in that same game. We talked about D hop returning this week. Ah, yes. We need to talk about this though. Cam Akers believed to have played his last game for the Los Angeles Rams did not play Sunday due to personal reasons, but we know that's him just holding out until he gets traded. He's come out and said that himself. Did we get what this backfield is actually going to taste like on Sunday? Did we get what what, what they're probably going to be like going forward without Cam Akers? Daryl Henderson, the one, and it's a crapshoot from there. Yeah, I guess. I I still don't know how valuable Henderson's going to be. This offensive line is awful in Los they Angeles. Just, it, yeah, they just lost their left tackle for the season now, too. Yeah. I don't want any yeah. part of their backfield. I don't. Mm-hmm. No. I really don't. I. It, it's been ugly all year. And they get they go 49ers and Bucks next two weeks. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Sell Daryl Henderson while you can right now. I, I think that's 13 last week. You got to go sell him while you can. Yep. You got to go sell him while you can. Um, Cam Akers, though. Give me your trade destination for Cam Akers. I don't even know. Probably to the Bills. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm seriously like, like I, I think they're a real possibility. They just like those mediocre running backs and just hoping one hits. So I think he'd be the kind of the epitome you know, of that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Cam Akers is mediocre, but like guys who like, yeah. Half flashes of potential, but then the yeah. Bills never decide to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Dolphins. But like you said, Dolphins don't have anything. I don't know. I mean, he's just like, he's still coming off the Achilles, and we haven't seen the burst since he's been back. So right. I don't know how much teams are going to really be like. It's not like Camp, Cam Makers. I don't understand it either because he was getting opportunities, but he just didn't look great. So like, right. I, I don't know what he's thinking he's going to get here. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I would love Atlanta for Cam Akers. Oh, that'd be it's a, a good sneaky one. contender. Sneaky contender, I think. Because Atlanta's in the prime spot where they can just kind of like they can give Cam Akers the opportunity. They're not trying to win now, even though they are winning. They're not trying to win. <laughs> they shouldn't <laughs> <And> be winning. <laughs> they shouldn't be winning. They should have they should have lost to San Francisco. I did. Back to Cam Akers. Atlanta would give him that kind of opportunity. Give him a year or two to kind of show himself. And I think probably in a more friendly scheme to Cam Akers than LA, where everything is Stafford and Cup versus Atlanta. They kind of need a running game. So I don't know. I like I like Atlanta for Cam Akers. Odds they trade him in division. To the cards. Uh, no, not to the Cardinals. Uh, oh, there's literally a team I was just looking at, and now I lost them. Ah, uh, the 49ers. Zero. I don't think I don't think McVeigh would make a trade with or uh, whoever their what is, what is their GM? Oh, I can't remember his name now. Lynch. Yeah. Well, Lynch. Lynch is on San Francisco, but yeah, I don't think they. Oh, trade. Lesnead. Yes, Lesnead. Lesnead. I don't think they're trading in division. I don't Versus think they the, would either, but because San Francisco realistically is their only true competition, like Seattle in. The Cardinals are kind of like they can have decent weeks, but like we saw it last week, they both look, can look awful too. So yeah. I don't think they're going to give them the 49ers, especially knowing the need the 49ers have a running back right now. We'll see where Cam Akers ends up, but anywhere he lands, I'm not super excited about him for fantasy. So even as like a speculative, like, oh, he could get into a better situation, like I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out and actively shopping for Cam Akers right now. Last piece of news here, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Carson Wentz, fractured finger. He is out four to six weeks. The IR is a possibility from him, for him. Um, I believe he's been downgraded to out, but not put on the IR yet, if I'm correct. Not yet, not yet no. Or if I'm not mistaken. Do you guys also see Elijah Moore on Twitter? What's up with Elijah Moore? I think I saw something, but I don't recall off the top of my head. I'm going to pull it up because it's 
<laughs> Interesting. Does he want out? No. Oh yes, that that tweet that is what I saw. Yes, that's extremely interesting. Yeah. So, I, ex- go ahead. You can yeah, read a tie, Rich, and I'll give my thoughts. Rich, uh, shoot, I'm gonna botch his last name, but uh, Samini, Chimini, I don't know. <laughs> he works, or he's a ESPN NFL Nation Nation reporter. He tweeted after, or he tweeted last night after the Packers Jets game. Of all the eye popping stats slash factoids today, this one is hard to understand. Elijah Moore had zero targets. He then Elijah Moore quoted the tweet from Rich and said, "If I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We're winning. I'm grateful. I, it's a huge blessing. It's all I ever wanted." but it's bittersweet for me, but I'll be solid. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. That I is, think I think we're going to get an Elijah Moore week next week. That is him saying what he wanted to say. It is. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. You know, the if you comment on it, everyone knows what you're thinking. Dang, I didn't realize he had zero targets. Though. That's nuts. He did, yes. Squeaky wheel gets a grease. I'm thinking we get a, a a fairly decent Elijah Moore game. I say fairly decent because Zach Wilson's our quarterback. But what? You don't love Zach Wilson? 10 of 18 for 110 yards? That's why I traded for Kirk Cousins in our dynasty league. Um, <laughs> let's move bust. on. Trey Lance has got better success than Zach Wilson. Preach. Uh, let's move on to our boom and bust players of the week as we could recap everything from week six. Uh, I'm going to eat my words on this one. I was live for Fantasy Pros on Sunday, right before kickoff. And I said that Deion Jackson wasn't going to be that great of a play. I thought people were overreacting a little bit and and thinking, oh, he's going to be, he's a clear running back one this week. Not even Naeem Hines is in the game. Um, I was terribly wrong. Uh, Deion Jackson, running back one overall of the week. <laughs> 28 fantasy points, 12 rushing attempts for only 42 yards. That's the kind of game I was expecting from Deion Jackson. I did not account he was going to see (laughs) the second most targets for the Indianapolis Colts. 10 targets, 10 receptions, 79 yards, more yards. He was a wide receiver this game. I don't care what you tell me. He had more receiving yards than rushing yards. He scored through the air as well. Great. Nice nice job, Deion Jackson. Jonathan Taylor's back next week. (laughs) I don't care. I don't want to brag, but I was on the fellas live right before kickoff. And I said that you should be starting Deion Jackson ahead of CEH. Good play. Well done. I only said it once. You did better than me yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You did better than me. I hope they were listening to that and not me on on fantasy pros. (laughs) Only reason I said it is because I had to put him in a lineup last second because like half of my team got hurt. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this, even though he's a desperation play. He was great. He He was great. Irrelevant now. (laughs) Yeah, I... I wish I would have said he was a stash, yeah. uh, but I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to play this week. And then yeah. Saturday night when you get ruled out, uh, well, I kind of, I can't go back on my words from earlier in the week. So yeah. this guy though, let me tell you about this guy. I like this next guy. Ramondre Stevenson running back two on the week, 25 fantasy points. Uh, I think he's made his case to be, I know he, the, the tide was already shifting to Ramondre being the running back one this offense before Damian Harris's hamstring injury, I think it's solidified now. I'm not saying Damian Harris is, is toast, but I am saying I think we're going to start seeing more of a more of a split now with Ramondre, or uh, the the split being more in favor of Ramondre than it was prior to the Damian Harris injury. 25 fantasy points, 19 carries for 76 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions for 15 yards as well. I don't know what you all think about Ramondre. I absolutely love him going forward. He's going to be one of my favorite plays, especially if Damian Harris also misses next week against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's good to see him get some targets at least. Yes. That's that's the thing I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, I am a little concerned still with Damian Harris coming back. I'm not quite all in um, this year. Uh, as far as like dynasty goes, you got to be really excited about him because Damian Harris is a on a contract here. So he's gone after this season. Um, but he's for sure gonna got to be a solid fantasy option moving forward. They're not gonna not use him. He's looked really good on the field. I was I was gonna go bold, but I I, I was what I was gonna say was Ramondre Stevenson is more of a league winner than Kenneth Walker. 
I think there's some truth to that statement. I think there's, there's some truth to that statement. Well, and there's truth right now, but it's a whole new volume when Damien Harris comes back. Sure. Yeah, That's why I can't say sure. it. I mean, and Ken Walker, I mean, goodness, he's in the honorable mentions here. He looked really good on Sunday. He looked really good on Sunday. Like yeah, It's against Arizona, though. I don't care. He looked really good. <laughs> he looked really good. Yeah, I can't believe it. Twenty-one carries. That's crazy. Yeah, he like he, like he is going to be the workhorse there now. Like Pete, Pete Carroll said, DJ Dallas was going to get touches. He got two. He hardly saw the field. Uh like I, we'll talk about Kenneth Walker, but for Andre Stevenson, as long as Damian Harris is out, like he's got to be in your lineup. Like he is just too good and gets the receiving work as well. Christian McCaffrey. Running back three on the week, not a whole lot of surprise there. 22.8 fantasy points, 69 yards on 13 attempts. Nice. Uh, Seven receptions on eight targets for 89 yards. Didn't even score. And he's top three on the week. Like, this is is vintage Christian McCaffrey. It was just really disappointing because he had 12 fantasy points in the first drive. 40 yards rushing, four catches, 40, 40 more yards. And, like, then they don't score and they don't, like, just stop using them. And it's just, like... He's your best player by a lot. He's the only reason that you're going to be in any game. You should be giving him the ball, but whatever. It's not up to me. I mean, he's still running back. I mean, the fact that he's running back three on the week, yeah. didn't score a touchdown. Like, that's how good Christian McCaffrey is. This is why you yes. took him with the 101 or the 102. And if you didn't, you're eating your words right now. Well, until he gets injured and then hey, everybody he's not will going be to. back. He's not going to, though. He's not going not to. this season. Positive thoughts only. <laughs> Honorable honorable mentions, <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Uh, dude, I don't know what was up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. Leonard Fournette was the only one who had a good day, and probably because they just kept force-feeding him the football. <laughs> Tyler, you had thoughts on that as you were watching the game. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. Okay. Okay, and I get they did. I'll, let me say this, too. They did try to throw the ball. And you know what? Brady had a bad game. Brady had an awful game going up against that secondary who has been garbage all year. There was no reason why Tom Brady should have thrown for less than 300 yards and three touchdowns. But for whatever reason, the game or the game plan for the Buccaneers was to establish the run and then use Brady, which I get. But at the same time, why? <laughs> Take what the defense is giving you. The defense is giving you a really good opportunity to beat them through the air. Take it. Wasn't Brady out late partying for the weekend too? I thought he went to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday. He was out partying. Yeah. Why is Robert Kraft having a wedding? The man's like ninety-eight. <laughs> because he has nothing else to do. So I guess so. Fournette was averaging three yards a carry, and they still gave him 21 carries. The the one thing about that, it should make you, you know, very secure in having Leonard Fournette moving forward. Yeah. He can be awful on the ground, and they're still going to give him the ball, and he's going to get receptions through the air. So you, sh- you should feel very solid going forward about Leonard Fournette. I 100% agree with that. Brees Hall, another honorable mention. Look, he's just really good. He's really good at football, okay? Like, we said this from the get-go. Brees Hall, he's going to take over eventually. Oh, he's taken over the past, what, three weeks now? Uh, yeah. yeah, Brees Hall, really good. Should be in your lineup every single week. Kenyon Drake, see a waiver ad this week, 19.7 fantasy points. I'm not too interested. He did out-carry J.K. Dobbins 10-7. to 7. He did. And Dobbins did not look great. Yeah, what do um, we think about that? Like that? That's why I ask, is Kenyon Drake worth an ad? I'm not too – I'm not. I'm just not interested. Knee hit um, – Dobbins. I'm like, gosh, I can only think of Kenny Drake and Gus Edwards right now. Dobbins, his knee uh, apparently tightened up during the game as well. Mm-hmm. Something to monitor, but like that's what I'm chalking that up to. And I don't know if like Kenny and Drake broke off a massive run. Mm-hmm. He had two big, big runs, big big chunk of his yardage. So yeah. I'm not interested. I don't know. Are you Ty? No, no, not at all. I mean, I'm not sure if I said this in the group chat. I think I did in our group chat. I think I did. I'm avoiding this Ravens backfield for the foreseeable future because I mean, Dobbins did score twice in his first game back, but one of those coming off of receiving. And since that game, we haven't seen any receiving work. 
plus his running is a, that's the only way I'll phrase it. It's not looking good. And so it may just be a case of just knocking off the rust. Um, but that being said, Gus Edwards is going to be in the exact same boat and Kenyon Drake. It's Kenyon Drake. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't, if, if you have Kenyon Drake, I use, there's no, there's little to no confidence with starting him because you just don't know how that game will play out. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson's still fifth in the NFL in rushing yards right now, averaging nine yards a carry. He's, he's running back one. So even if, you know, Kenny Drake's going to be decent, he's not going to be amazing moving forward if he's splitting running back carries as well. So the only Ravens I want are Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, even Rashad baby. I'm a little bit if and coming off of a foot injury as well. Yep. So unfortunately, Kenneth Walker, we touched on him a little bit. Um, look, he looked really good. I think he needs to be in your lineups going forward. If he's going to be the guy in Seattle and he's going to get that kind of work, yep. I feel like he's going to David Montgomery his way to like a league winning season. Like I like don't hear, I'm not like planting my flag on Ken Walker being a league winner, but like it, it, it it's going to be a David Montgomery, like a, like a David Montgomery type of season for him now, where yep, he's just going to ugly agree. volume his way you know, a top 20 finish the rest of the season. It's not going to be pretty every game, but if they're going to give him this kind of work, I want him in my lineup. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. He's really good at football. So is Alvin Kamara. They wrap out our honorable mentions. Let's move on to our wide receiver booms for the week. And this guy, I'd like to welcome him back after a massive performance in week one, people were ready to panic on him after scoring double digit fantasy points. (laughs) And every week after week one, I mean, it wasn't great. Like you don't expect 10, 12, 11 fantasy points from Jamar Chase. I don't think it's fair to expect 30 out of him every single week, but when he does, you're reminded, like, that's why I took this guy in the first round. Seven receptions on 10 targets for 132 yards, two touchdowns. He's back. You can play him with confidence. I don't know what more you need to say. You should have been playing him with confidence anyways. I think... If you look to last year, if he puts up another game or two close to this in a row, we just have an inverse of oh, last year was straight off really hot, had a couple downer downer games. You know, he's still the same Jamar Chase. You know, it's, it's not going to be a boom week every week because he's not like a huge. He usually doesn't get ten targets, but he does a lot with his targets. And so, yes. like like we saw, 132 yards and two tutties, that can happen every week. And so, he's the same player he was last year. He proved it. It's just you're going to have some down weeks, but. This year, his down weeks aren't four points. They're 12. So right, right. you should be feeling That's, pretty good about Jamar Chase. You should be feeling really good about Jamar Chase, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wish we would have made a video last week or talked about Jamar Chase being a buy-low target. I don't know if you all talked about that on the Wednesday episode, but like, he felt like the most obvious buy-low to me. Yeah. If people were actually ready to move on from him, which I was surprised by. Yeah, I can't believe that. Just something you're add on to that, Ty. I know you're muting yourself, but I just wanted to make sure. It looked like you were about ready to say something and then you (gasps) muted yourself, right? (laughs) No, I, I think, I think you guys said it right. Like his floor has been 10, 11, 12 points this year compared to four last year. And everyone's calling him a a bust because we're not seeing weeks like we just saw on Sunday. And again, we've, we've mentioned this before. 30-point weeks are rare. They should not be the standard. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey, right, for running backs, 22 is averaging. Touchdown puts him at 28. He's the exception for running backs. He's the exception. Right. That's why you're taking him one-on-one because he can do that. Not many players, if at all, can do that. Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase falls under that category. 100%. Yeah, you, you got to feel I, hot, maybe hot take. Debo Samuel's been a bigger bust than Jamar Chase this year. We don't have to dive into that. Debo's currently the wide receiver 11, but he's only put up one game of more than 16 fantasy points. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> like, I like, again, I know we're not expecting 20 plus from Debo every week, but like a guy you drafted to be a mm-hmm. mid tier wide receiver one is a borderline wide receiver one right now. Yeah. In comparison to what Jamar Chase has done. I'd much rather have drafted Jamar Chase than Devo, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the point, though, because 
our wide receiver two on the week should be no surprise. Stefan Diggs, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 148 yards and a touchdown. You knew big things were coming against Kansas City. Stefan Diggs, again, is on his revenge tour to be the overall wide receiver one in fantasy football. He may as well get there. You want to hear a season average per game? Please. 10 targets, eight receptions, 110 yards, and one touchdown. He's averaging that every single week, and that is good enough for 25 fantasy points a game. And these really are Cooper Cup numbers. These are Cooper yeah. Cup numbers. And I don't think he's going to slow down. There is, there's no reason that him and Josh Allen slow down. And, and Gabe Davis was back, had himself a nice little week too. Like, I think this is totally sustainable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy to say. Honorable mentions here, Tyreek Hill. Hey, he's also really good at football. Uh, he didn't open. score. He scored 29 fantasy points. He's always open. It's, it's Him and Justin Jefferson are the same. They're legitimately always open, but they're open 20 yards down the field. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? how does nobody know that the ball's going to him? Right. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, that was funny to watch them go back and forth as it's like, you're both wide open. How? <laughs> how are you both wide open? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Scored twice on the day. 11 targets in this game. Uh, Did this mean anything or just like right place, right time, right matchup and right game script? I don't think they wanted to challenge AJ Terrell. I know Terrell hasn't had the most amazing season, but they're throwing, I think you're just picking on, I mean, Atlanta doesn't got a great defense, right? And you're in a comeback. They held San Francisco to 14 points and Jeff Wilson to five rushing yards. Yeah. Seven attempts. Yeah. I, I, uh, I just I, think that's what it was, but oh, it was a 25. All. Sorry. 25 yards on seven attempts. Yeah. Sorry. 25 I mean, fantasy points. Yeah. Right. That's what it was. The Niners were playing. Oh my gosh. Sorry. The Niners were playing from behind like the yeah. entire game. Yeah. Like that. I, I don't think it's as simple as like, Oh, they're playing from behind. So they have to pass the ball more. Um, but clearly Atlanta made it a point to stop the run. They were willing to be beat through the air. It was just one of those games, I think, that... I mean, Debo had himself a decent game, too. So yeah, Debo had a nice little Kittle. week. He had, yeah, Debo had 16, Kittle had 16. So, I mean, I, I think Ayuk was just the lucky one that found the end zone twice. Yeah. True. Without the touchdowns, he's at 16, so... It's still a nice little week, right? And yeah. those could have been redistributed anywhere. So, I mean, yeah. really, it was a good week for all of your 49ers players that aren't just named not Jeff the team Wilson. As a whole. <laughs> yeah, just not the team as a whole as you get beat by the... Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Michael Pittman. Hey, welcome back, Michael Pittman. 26 fantasy points, 13 receptions, 130 yards this week. I mean, Matt Ryan threw the ball 58 times. So, I mean, that plays into this a little bit. But, like, also, like, this is what we expect from Michael Pittman. Like, I said this, if you were 0-5, you should have gone out to go get Michael Pittman because Mm -hmm. this is what he's capable of because he is the only target in that offense. (laughs) I should say only. I like Alec Pierce. I like Alec Pierce a lot. He's the number one by a country mile in that offense, though. And Matt Ryan is going to pepper him with 10-plus targets in every single game he can. And I don't care if Jonathan Taylor's out. I think that only helps Michael Pittman when Jonathan Taylor gets back. Yep. Pittman is top 10 in fantasy points per game, and he has one touchdown on the season. The only player in the top 10 fantasy points per game with less than two touchdowns. So I'd say he's doing all right. I'd say he's doing just fine. Chase Claypool. Yay. He's interesting. 23.4 fantasy points. He's had 16 targets the past two games. What's playing upwards? I I don't know what that note is. That doesn't seem right. 90% snap share. Is that what you meant? I'm like, like, 90% target share. (laughs) He's not coming close to that 90% snap share. What do you do with Chase Claypool? I, I mean, he's like the stupid obvious sell high. I don't need to tell you to go sell high on Chase Claypool, but also like, what do you do? Like, can you play him? <laughs> In a, no. It, like you, <laughs> no. I feel like if you're like really desperate, then maybe, you know, like if you're like between him and KJ Osborne, obviously, but I'm not, I have no confidence in starting him. Right. No, I mean, we saw, we saw George Pickens the past couple of weeks kind of, nah, I'm not, I, what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Take the targets. I'll say like, <laughs> And before that, it was Deontay Johnson. It's yep. just, it looks like it's just a rotation between the guys. Yep. 
yeah, I if you can go trade Chase Claypool this week, I would go do that. I would go try and capitalize. Definitely. Juju Smith Schuster, hey, he had his had himself his first big week, twenty two point three fantasy Ooh. points. Uh, any indication of things to come or right matchup with the Bills? He, I mean, he made a heck of a play for his touchdown. I'm not expecting another play like that in weeks to come. So, but it was Mahomes' I, magic. It was Mahomes' magic. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's right. Tony Romo. It, no, was it Nance? I think it was Nance. It's Mahomes' magic as Juju breaks tackles around three Bills players. Right? Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes did that. Mahomes mm-hmm. did that. Mahomes said, "Let me sprinkle some magic dust on here, and they aren't going to touch you, my friend." Do that every game. Freaking yep. A. Juju is your best wide receiver, not named Travis Kelsey. Yep, I agree. <laughs> but you look like you're about to add it. No, I'm not going to say anything else. I, I agree. Uh, Tyquan Thornton. Hey, first big game as a rookie. 22 fantasy points. He had three rushing attempts and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, I like him as a deep ad. I had him as a waiver stash going into this week. Um, I'm not going to flex my... I don't want to flex too much of my content for, for fantasy pros. But like, he was in my waiver stashes video. He's one I'm very proud of. Um, again, sign of things to come or... Right place, right time, because Bailey Zappi is at quarterback right now, and they're without Damian Harris. I think Myers got to get hurt for him to be legitimate fantasy asset moving forward, because I think Myers is going to be the tar- target hog, and they're going to run be run for his offense. Um, I could see adding him. You know, maybe he does step up, especially if you're in a deeper league, like a twelve man league. But I, I'm not super interested in him personally. I, well, I mean, on one hand. The, part of the argument for Wandale Robinson was, well, look at the draft capital that they use on Wandale. Michael Thorne was drafted ahead of him, wasn't he? Same round. I know same yeah. round. Yeah, same round, right. I, I, I think um, he was ahead of him. I, I'm not confident, but go yeah. ahead. However, it played out. They were both second-round picks. So, like, the argument for Wandale has to stand true for Tyquan Thornton. So, you, sure, add him, but it feels like they want to run the ball first. So when Harris gets back, you already know that Ramondre and Harris are going to get touches. Then who gets the ball through the air? Myers for sure. And then it feels like it's really just kind of a rotation between Devontae Parker, now Tyquan Thornton. I don't know if I can include Hunter Henry. <laughs> um, But like, it feels like Taekwon is way lower on the priority list for me to give him a, a spot on my roster. I don't think I'm going to burn a waiver priority on him, but if after the first round of waivers, he's still there and I have an expendable option, I'm probably going to go try and stash him. Like yeah. he's got too much burning speed for Bill Belichick to use that kind of capital on him and not use him after a performance like that. Like we, like we saw him take Nikhil Harry in the first round and became irrelevant. So I'm not trying to like use draft capital as a reason for the Patriots to play him. We all know that's not how Bill Belichick works. But after a game like that, like I find it hard not to think Bill should just get the ball into this guy's hands and just let him go to work. Yep. Paris Campbell, congrats. You had your one relevant game on the season. I don't care. Um, don't go pick him up. He's my favorite guy in my dynasty team. But <laughs> Wait a second. Who's the wide receiver two on the Colts? I thought it was. I thought it was Alec Pierce. It still is. Stop it. <laughs> Stop that right now. It is. <laughs> don't don't Wait, spread. It is Alec Pierce. Don't spread asinine information like that. <laughs> or is Paris Campbell the wide receiver two? No. Stop. It doesn't matter. Michael Pittman's the wide receiver one. Oh, Ali Cox <laughs> is the wide receiver two. Uh, let's yeah, move on to zero this week. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to quarterback booms. Uh, Joe Burrow, hey, had himself a week, 32 fantasy points, 37 attempts, 28 completions, 300 yards, three tutties on the week. Uh, hey, congrats, Joe Burrow. I like, this is what you drafted him for. This is his ceiling. Nah, he can go higher than, than, than 30, but you get my point of like, these are the games you drafted Joe Burrow for. Mm Mm-hmm. That is what would make the uh, Burrow chase. This, this is why like people would go out of their way for the Burrow chase stack. You win your week if you have Burrow and chase these uh, this week. So I think, like like you said, like they're such boomer bust. And then I mean Burrow even added four rush attempts for twenty five yards and a rushing touchdown. So you know, I mean, 
it's something that he can repeat. It's going to be every weekend, but you know, that that's why, that's why we keep him top 10. Right. Yeah. This is why he was never outside of our top 10. Mm-hmm. I guess he was at one point, but we brought him back in towards once the season got closer. Like, okay, actually, he you know what? <laughs> Quarterback nine is probably where he should be. Um, and he's hovering right around that range after this week. He'll be right around the top five, but again, ebbs and flows. We're only three weeks, six right now. Uh, Matt Ryan, on the back of 58 passing attempts, the quarterback two on the week with 27 fantasy points. Um, you can't depend on Matt Ryan. You just can't. He's not going to throw the ball 58 times. Deion Jackson is going to see 10 targets a game. Like, <laughs> uh, outlier performance, you're going to get those from Matt Ryan every once in a while. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though. Wow, he was insane. I didn't realize how efficient he was. 21 to 23. 168 yards, a touchdown, added two rushing touchdowns on the ground for 25 fantasy points. That really helps out your day if you can score two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that really upsets the uh, Travis Etienne and James Robinson managers. Yes, (laughs) both of which are in shambles because now they're splitting carries and they're not even scoring touchdowns. (laughs) Very, very true. 21-23, though, for only 168 is interesting to me. And just not moving the ball down the field. Um they came out with a victory, though, right? Jacksonville did. So nope, they lost. They lost. Oh, they they lost. Oh, I had it backwards in my head, which makes even less sense that you're down the whole game. And they were winning most of the. They were, game, they were winning most of the. Okay, game, I'm gonna yeah. stop talking about this game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say honestly, it was one of those where it's watching the highlights are better and <laughs> looking at the box score stats is what you really wanted to look at. It's all I right. Have the, I have the whole game backwards because I was, I was slipping back and forth to it, and I just. Whatever. No, two good. minute well, minor for Cam. Two minute minor for for misquoting the game. Uh, <laughs> Josh Allen, he was a quarterback three on the week. No surprises there. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was a quarterback six on the week. Again, big shootout matchup there. Marcus Mariota, he makes me want to puke. Uh, Thirteen of fourteen for 129 yards, two touchdowns, added a rushing touchdown as well for 24 fantasy points. I like. I just I. I want nothing to do with Atlanta, like at all. You can't predict that whatsoever. I, I want Atlanta because Marcus Mariota, f- forever, until the end of time, will forever be an under on his passing yard prop lines. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <And> I love it. <laughs> yes, it is so obvious they will never allow him to throw the football, but they will let him run the football. <laughs> Yes. Uh, then, for those for those of you questioning the uh, sell high on Kyle Pitts or just sell on Kyle Pitts, uh, Marcus Mariota is the reason, and that stat line thirteen to fourteen for one hundred twenty nine yards is the reason. So, I it, it people, <laughs> I was honestly waiting for response today. Uh, three three receptions for nineteen yards. His day was his yeah. day was saved by his touchdown, and he, he was still, still barely top, top twelve on the week. <laughs> like still got out snapped by Parker Hesse. Oh, oh. oh, get him off your team while you can. He scored a touchdown. So high. Kyle Pitts is a sell high, even though his week wasn't that great. <laughs> oh, brother. That's brutal. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, crack the top 10 this week. Uh, you won't be seeing him in there very often or the rest of the season, really. So no, that's just an endorsement of their wide receivers. Very much so. Uh, tight end booms of the week. Uh, is this guy a wide receiver? Mike Gusecki. Tight end one on the week. 24 fantasy points. 25 fantasy points, excuse me. Six receptions for 69 yards. Nice. And two touchdowns. This is, his, again, congrats. You had your one big game, Mike Gusecki. I don't want you. Get away from me. Good riddance. It's because I punked him last week. Because he got skunked <laughs> last week, and we were like, why do we have him down there? I said, just to remind everyone that he is an all-time That is true. That did, happen, that, that did he... happen last week. <laughs> <laughs> you could, That's our fault. We apologize. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying bad things about Mike Isecki because he'll become fantasy relevant again. Uh, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, both in the top three. Again, this is what you expect. They're, their stat lines are eerily identical. Uh, 7 for 11 for 106 for Mark Andrews, 8 of 10 for 108 for Kelsey. They're both really good at football. I've said that a lot on this podcast, but it's like we're talking studs today, basically, right? Like yeah. these, these are all the studs you expected from Bob Tunyon, though. Big day, 12 targets, 10 receptions for 90 yards. Yeah, that's huge. 
I think he's I, he's on your fantasy radar. If they're going to let Aaron Rodgers huck the ball as much as he has been recently, I like. I think you have to add Bob Tanya to your team. Yeah. Randall Cobb has a high ankle sprain. Christian Watson has been Christian Watson so far this year. <laughs> Sammy Watkins what, is what not. What is that one. supposed to mean? What is that? To, what he's is that injured, supposed to mean? He's injured and he's not seen the field enough to make an impact. Did he have that reputation before being drafted? Well, no, but he got injured. <laughs> It's his fault. So, so he's just fault. Christian Watson. That's who he's been. What a bummer. <laughs> what a bum. No, I, like, I, sorry, Christian, you didn't deserve that. That was cheap. But he has not made an impact that a lot of people thought he would make being a second-round pick. Sammy Watkins, again, is not week one Sammy Watkins anymore. He's been injured for a while. That's three pass-catching options that um, are just <laughs> – not making impacts. I mean, Randall Cobb did, but he's injured now. So that leaves Rodgers with Lazard, who arguably is a buy low because nobody's talking about him. But keep it under keep it under the radar because. Did you say Aaron Rodgers is a buy low? Sorry, I like yeah, Al Lazard. Okay, there it is. There it is. I'm like I I heard an A name and I zoned out for a second <laughs> and I was about to come back at you. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Romeo. Romeo Dodds. Um, that's the second guy. And then Tunyon. And arguably, I, I for as good as Dobbs has been, it would be crazy for the Packers to not simplify the offense and Rodgers just to go back to Lazard and Tunyon as the two guys that he trusts the most. I feel yeah. like we'll start to see that pivot here. We started to a little bit this week. I believe Dobbs still had eight targets. He's just not connecting with Dobbs, though. He's connecting with Lazar, and he's connecting with Tunyon. Let's just keep that going. Frankly, I think they need to keep leaning into Aaron Jones, but they don't want to. I know it's weird that they don't use the running backs. It makes me sick that they don't use either Dylan or Jones anymore. Uh, George Kittle, hey, welcome back. Ten targets, eight receptions for 83 yards. He's This is what you need from George Kittle. He may not give it to you every week, but this is what you drafted him to do. I don't want to talk about George Kittle too much because – Frankly, this is what he should be doing anyways. And I don't know if you can count on him doing it every single week. Just the unfortunate reality. Uh, I'm going to fly through the rest of these disgusting names. Hunter Henry, congrats, scored a touchdown. Daniel Bellinger, cool. You're like the only wide receiver option on your on the, on the your team. Jake Ferguson, congrats, you fell into the end zone. Dawson Knox, congrats, you fell into the end zone. Like, the only name I do want to bring up here is Zach Ertz, another game with double-digit targets. That is four of his last five. Yeah, we forgot to mention him when we were talking about Cardinals earlier. Yes, I forget. Yeah, I, I still think he's perfectly fine and relevant, yeah. though. I now that Marquise Brown option, is out, yeah. yeah I, I still think Zach Ertz, can, he, I shouldn't say he should think his lucky stars that Marquise Brown is hurt, but like that certainly helps his relevance a lot. Yep. A lot. All right, let's move on to bus now. We've got about 15 minutes here to fly through bus. Uh, I'm so happy we get to start with this one. That's why I put uh, it up. Fellas, let, can we just like <laughs> pat or give ourselves? Yeah, round of applause. Round of applause, pat on the back. Yes, Clyde Edwards Lair. Clyde Edwards Lair. The biggest fantasy phony of the first four weeks. And it could not have been more obvious if people continue to say, well, they use him around the goal line, they design plays, receiving plays for him. How are you going to explain nine carries for 33 yards and zero targets and being the lowest scoring Kansas City Chiefs running back on the week? What do you have to say for yourselves? Silence. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Because you're not here to explain yourselves. But We're the voice of the people. We're the voice of the people. Um, yes. Yeah. Biggest phony. Could not. This would, You could see this coming from 10 miles away. It was not going to keep up. Mm-hmm. I was shocked when it did against Tampa, and that's because that Mahomes magic got to him. <laughs> that Mahomes magic got to him in the back corner of the end zone on a dumpy little shovel pass. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, we touched on him. Seven attempts for 15 yards. Did not look great. Got outtouched by Kenyon Drake. I don't want to. Talk, I don't want to start J.K. Dobbins going forward. I thought he'd be a fine play this week, but especially if that knee, if that knee is still giving him issues. I looked at trade. I looked to put him in a trade package and see if anybody is willing to bite on him. Yep. 
I I jumped the gun two weeks ago. I said he was back, was going to be fine on their overreaction Monday, and I was wrong. I'll admit it. Uh, he, you know, like you said, if the knee's still bothering him, and they're just like, if Gus comes back, Gus is not going to be full, but it's just going to be a mess in that backfield. Um, so I I agree with Ty moving forward that you just can't touch the Ravens backfield for a little while. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Jeff Wilson, disgrace. You should be ashamed of yourself. Sold on my parlay. I everybody's parlays. That was the easiest 65 and a half I should have ever received. And he fumbled the bag literally. Seven attempts for 23 yards and a fumble. How do you yeah. do that against Atlanta? Yeah. Oh. Well, he had he had six attempts for like 20 yards right away and then fumbled. And then they just didn't give him the wall for the rest of the game. I mean, they're playing 21 zip, pretty much 21 yep. seven, pretty much the whole game. Well, 14 14, and then Atlanta got a big lead on him and they never recovered. So Jeff Wilson never touched the football. Just a, just disappointing. Um, I, you can expect him to bounce back, but that's just disappointing in a game that he should have had another 15 fantasy points for sure. Kareem Hunt. My, one of my flag points. He is just not just, it, it's been the Nick Chubb show and Nick Chubb even had a poor week. Also in the honorable mentions, eight fantasy points running back 24 on the week, but Kareem Hunt four attempts for 15 yards and a target. Like Bill Belichick accomplished his mission of stopping the Cleveland Browns run game. That's how you beat the Cleveland Browns. And I mentioned this in our group chat. The worst part about both of these stat lines, really for both, but the emphasis goes on Kareem Hunt here. Kareem Hunt touched the ball four times. His name was called upon five times, right? With one target, four rushing attempts. He only had one less snap played than Nick Chubb. They both had about 30 snaps. And Kareem Hunt only got four carries. It was just a weird game. It's a really weird game. That was a very weird game. It was a very weird game. I agree. Aaron Jones, your other bust of the week, 7.4 fantasy points. So running back 26. Like, this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, Antonio Gibson was a top 20 running back this week. Top 24 running back. Top, he was he running was. back 23 on the week. Oh, goodness. That At just 8. goes 8. to show how bad running back scoring was this week. Yep. Aaron Jones, 7.4 fantasy points. Look, I they need to get Aaron Jones more involved. I don't care if it comes at the price of A.J. Dillon, Tyler. No offense. I love A.J. Dillon, too. You know I love that man. But, like, if it comes at the expense of A.J. Dillon, they need to get Aaron Jones a football because last I checked, he does good things when the football is in his hands. It's just weird to me that he only has 23 targets on the year. Right? You would he's think they would have him more involved. He's averaging under four targets a game. Like, why is this man not seeing six, seven targets a game? I, I that that's what I think he should be seeing. Get him ball in space, but I, I don't understand it either. Just a weird season for the Packers all around. They genuinely look discombobulated. That offensive yeah. line is not good. No, it's not good. It looks future when you watch those games. Wide receiver bust of the week, DK Metcalf, 5.4 fantasy points. Let's just put Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf together because, man, that Arizona-Seattle game was a tough watch. Disgusting. That was a tough watch. Seven targets, two reception, 34 yards for DK Metcalf. Wide receiver, 53 on the week. Lockett was a wide receiver, 61 with two receptions on five targets for 17 yards. I'm expecting both of these two to bounce back. Golly, that was an ugly game, though. I didn't think it could be more of a mid-off. Like, that was putrid. That was absolutely putrid. DJ Moore, he finds himself in the bus category quite a bit. 3.7, wide receiver 61, seven targets, three receptions for seven yards. Seven yards? Yeah, seven yards on three catches. <sighs> Somebody get that man a quarterback, please. DJ Moore, I will, I will, I, I would do a lot of things for you right now to get you a quarterback. I am so sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not good. They just they couldn't handle the pressure from the Rams up front, and they just I, I don't know what happened. It was just it was ugly to watch. Curtis Samuel, he's been pretty solid all year. Two point six fantasy points, though. Wide receiver seventy on the week. Two receptions on five targets for sixty yards. That the, again, just a just got a lot of disgusting games this week. Yeah, a lot of disgusting games. At least primetime didn't disappoint because uh, you still had the Chiefs and the Bills. That was a good game. That was a fun game to watch. Yep. Even Cowboys-Eagles was a solid watch last night. Yeah, Cowboys made it interesting at the end. Right, right. Halfway through, I guess. <laughs> yep. 
honorable mentions here. We got Mike Evans. <sighs> he upsets me. That whole Tampa Bay offense upsets me. Wide receiver 44 on the week, 8.2 fantasy points. Terry McLaurin. Uh, well, can, can we talk about Chris Goblin for a second? Like, I know he's not on the bus, but like, who would rather, like, is it a conversation to have Mike Evans or Chris Goblin going forward? Is that a conversation? Like, is that a thing? Because I'm pretty, Mike Evans did outscore Chris Godwin last week, but it wasn't by much. And then Chris Godwin, the clear target winner this week. Like, I know it's only two weeks. Week. He, he's outscored him the last two weeks. Oh, no, he hasn't outscored him. Never I was going to say, I thought, I thought Mike Evans still did. But, like, is that a conversation? Like, is that a thing? Or am I, like, just overreacting to one week? I think they're both still good because I think the problem with the Bucks is they haven't been getting in the red zone the last two weeks. And that's where Mike, because Mike Evans is going to take the Mike Evans role from last year and the Gronk role from last year. Um, and so he's going to be the red zone target and Chris Godwin's got to get him up and down the field. So I think Godwin's always going to be safer and win the target target battle between the two. But Evans does have that touchdown upside. And he I think Evans has a bigger big playability upside. But the Bucks just have struggled the last two weeks on offense. And so I think that's a real big part of it. Yeah, it, it literally feels like if Evans scores, then he will outscore Godwin. That's how it feels. Yeah, I, I, I'm not thrilled about either going forward, but I shouldn't say thrilled. That's an overreaction. I think you can feel fine about both of them going forward, though this week is definitely concerning for both of their values, respectively. Terry McLaurin, we've been saying it. Literally, you should have never drafted him in the first place at his value. Why does he 43 on the week? 8.2 fantasy points. If he's on your team, get rid of him. Go yeah, sell him while Wentz you still can. Yeah, with Wentz out too. Well, now you probably can't sell him. But I, we tried telling you before this week, get out from underneath him. Like, you never should have taken him as a top 20 wide receiver to begin with. Just disgraceful. Deontay Johnson. What do you do with him? What do you do? The same with all Steelers wide receivers. You can't go trust sell. them. Just go sell. You Just think go so? Sell. Just go sell. Find a Steelers fan and give them to him. <laughs> there you go. That's your leverage. If you got a Steelers fan in your league, go give him Deontay Johnson. T. Higgins saw 10 targets in this game, only 10 fantasy points. So he got off to like a really slow start to this game. Um, He's still not 100% healthy. No, he mm-hmm. isn't. That was pretty clear this week. Uh, give him a full week of rest, though. Oh, look, I still love T. Higgins going forward. I think he's I think he's a buy low now. Like if you like he's been putting up some big games. I think if you can go get T. Higgins at a value, like I'm not telling you to go out and trade Chase Claypool for T. Higgins. You're not gonna get that to go through. Yep. But if you can upgrade from someone like a Christian Kirk to a T. Higgins who also made the bust list, like I, I would I think I would do that. Can you do Deontay Johnson for for T. Higgins? Yes. Yes, you could do that. Go do that. If you can do that, go do that. Because if you look at like Deontay if you look pause. at it, you, you have to add something in there, but like mm-hmm. it's not going to take much. It's going to take you taking a slight downgrade at running back. That's what it's going to take, right? Yeah, I yeah, go out and do that. Deontay Johnson for T Higgins, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would even do Deontay and Terry McLaurin for T Higgins. Oh, I would want another like I would do, I want like a Rondale Moore in return then. But I have I have zero faith in either of them forward, so like. That that would be where it comes from because I, I really believe that T. Higgins can come back to being a borderline wide receiver one, and I don't think either of these guys are going to be anything close to that. That would be the agree. only reason. I 100% agree. Uh, I said Christian Kirk made this list, 12.7 wide receiver, 30 on the week. Did have his day saved by a touchdown. Somebody else talk. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> um, It was just – it was another ugly week. He, it was like – he had like 30 yards receiving – um, but it was just the, what Trevor Lawrence was doing, right? We, we talked about that earlier. Lawrence was super efficient, 21-23. We only had 198 passing yards. You, you're not going to have a big yardage day if your quarterback doesn't. Um, and I think Indy's got a kind of a sneaky good defense. They I think they've got a sneaky yeah. good secondary. Tyler and, so, and I were talking about this yesterday as we were that, watching. That's something that's been kind of underrated going, going through. So, I mean, he's what? I think he's wide receiver 14 on the season so far in fantasy. You're, you're feeling pretty good moving forward still, even though it was a down, a little bit of a down week. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, let's move on here. We got only a few minutes to cover out Ooh. these last two bust categories. Quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers. Bye-bye. He can hit the waiver wire as far as I'm concerned. 
That, that yep. might be a hot take. I think he can hit the waiver wire. Hasn't scored oh. more than 17 fantasy points this year. He's been under that more times than not. Like I'm con- and with how many passing attempts he's gotten, like I'm concerned. Like if, if you draft him to be a starter, like we're talking like he's like the Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford tier right now. Quarterback 19 on the season. Averaging less points per game than Russell Wilson right now. One point more a game than Justin Fields right now. Oh, I need to go on a Packers tirade. Not Averaging really. less than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like seeing their downfall, but. <laughs> I mean, someone on this podcast said that Kirk Cousins is going to outscore Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football this year. Well, I was with you on that. Yeah, whoever whoever said that is, you know, they knew something. They knew what they were talking about. Rodgers is averaging less than Jacoby Brissett right now. Oh, oh no. Yep. 0.6 points per game. This is your goat? This is your goat? I'm kidding. He's I'm not totally... a Hall of Famer anymore. He can't. <laughs> just There's our overreaction. There's our overreaction. We found it. We found it. Uh, you can cut Aaron Rodgers. Go go stream quarterbacks instead of starting Aaron Rodgers. It we, He's had too many opportunities that it's like his week against this team. And he hasn't done it. He's averaging so, less than uh, Joe Flacco. Oh, oh, he is a bum. He is a bum. Someone get that man back on psychedelics. Zach Wilson. <laughs> you know how bad Russell Wilson has been? Yeah, I do not. Rogers I do not condone that statement. <laughs> I do not condone that statement. Uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, I, we, are we really talking about Zach Wilson in the bus? <laughs> Well, I just I just put it on because four point five is pretty pretty atrocious. Yeah, yeah it, he was just like you can't even like stream him at any point this season with how bad he's been in his return. Yeah, uh, he was well, awful last week and bad this week. Yeah, well, okay. Is it Zach Wilson has been bad, or is it just been that Brees Hall has been that good? I think it's both, but I think yes. the coaching staff's just showing we're going to treat him like Justin Fields and not let him throw the ball. So yeah. That's what it is. Well, I mean, I mean, seriously, yeah. Why would you put the ball in his hands if he can't hit his open receivers? But unlike the Bears, the Jets are actually doing well with Brees Hall. So, yeah, right, (laughs) right. Uh, Honorable mentions here: Matt Stafford. Look, uh, bye bye. He can hit the waiver wire too, as far as I'm concerned. Been awful. Uh, The offensive line is just atrocious. He has no time to throw the football. Uh, Next two, last two, we'll wrap up quarterback honorable mentions. Like it. You probably could have started them based on other quarterback performances in this this week if you're in a 12 man league. Um, Kyler Murray, 15 fantasy points, 16 fantasy points, excuse me. Tom Brady, 13.7, quarterback 15. You just expected more out of their matchups this week. Yeah, that's kind of why I threw them on the list was they were two guys that you were really expecting huge weeks from. Um, and then they just were super disappointing for what we had expected. Like if you put them in, you're not, your week's not over, but. We're disappointing. Right. 100%. All right. Let's wrap out this episode here with tight end bus. Taysom Hill, you expected semi big things from him after an explosive week last week and seeing a lot of rushing work, only 4.5 fantasy points, five rushing attempts for 39 yards. You didn't get any receptions, but you got more rushing attempts. Uh, Gerald Everett, just another brutal week. One reception on two targets for 16 yards. He hasn't played yet. No, he hasn't. You're right. He's on the list. Oh, shoot. I didn't change their names. That's uh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't update the doc today. I'm just reading this as I go. Uh, I updated the doc. That's my bad. I didn't man. change their names. Here, let me look up. Who the that's a five-minute major there. I think, Hig- the I think Higby was one for two for seven yards, if I'm not yep. mistaken. The other guy was, uh, oh, man. Now I'm, now I'm screwed up. Oh, I can't believe I did it. Tyler Conklin. There we go. <laughs> two Tylers. <laughs> Not Gerald Everett. He plays well. He played. Maybe he has one one reception for 16 yards tonight, and really that stat line makes sense. But mm-hmm. at any rate, uh, and then uh, you suck. <laughs> Why'd you put this name on here? <laughs> well, because last week we did Mike Gesicki, so I'm hoping we punk more we're, we're, Cox this week. And we get two tutties <laughs> next week. <laughs> Voodooing Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> he had zero this week. Another 20 plus from Mo Alley next week. <laughs> My man, back into fantasy relevance. Uh, anything you two want to add before we wrap out the episode i just want to put in perspective how good josh allen is i don't know why but i feel like i need to he's on pace right now for 5600 passing yards and 56 total touchdowns this season i don't know why but i wanted to tell everybody that 
No, um, the, the people need to know. I think yeah. we're actually going to see like this. We could talk about this on a different episode. I think we're going to see quarterbacks become like tight ends in fantasy football drafts now, where you're going to get the top two who are going to be drafted in the first two rounds, the top three drafted in the first two rounds, and then you're going to get everybody else in like the fifth, sixth round after that. Like I think we're going to start seeing that kind of a premium on on a Josh Allen, on a Lamar Jackson, on Jalen Hurts. I know we typically do already, but like. I think that precedent is going to start to become more accepted. My last thing, do you guys remember when uh, people were saying that Albert Aquagman, oh, oh, Lucas, help me, please. Albert Aquagman. <laughs> Albert O. You remember when people were saying that he was going to be a top 10 fantasy option this year? Oh, gosh. That was the worst time to be on fantasy Twitter. He's inactive for Monday Night Football. Yeah, Greg Dulcich, healthy, going to be playing tonight. All you Albert O. Truthers, shame on you. Just a disgrace. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Make sure you follow our socials, FFL is on Twitter, the FFL is on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on TikTok and YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you are watching this YouTube video, turn on those notifications so you get alerts when all of our new videos go up. I'm at Lucas Wenzel, Camelot 317, Tyler underscore Plath on Twitter. Three Stooges being dudes, fancy football fellas. We will see you all later this week to preview week seven of NFL action. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.